Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't agree with many of the finance experts out there that try and tell you exactly how much you should spend on groceries every week or every month. Some experts tell you you should spend 10% of your monthly income on groceries. Some say 15 some say somewhere in between. Some say that you should spend $100 per person per month. These numbers might line up with your family's needs, but they might not. And that's okay. There is no one specific amount you should be spending on groceries. And just because food prices are currently higher doesn't mean you need to spend more on groceries either. In today's episode, I want to talk about how to create a realistic grocery budget from someone who has literally budgeted other people's groceries for years as a personal chef, as well as myself, and am super passionate about eating in a way that is delicious. This is not about having the most bare-bones rice and beans grocery budget ever. This is about figuring out how much feels good for you to spend on food. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host. And if you're still here, you might also not agree with a lot of the finance experts or you are, and I'm not saying you shouldn't agree with them at all. I'm just saying I don't think that there is one specific amount you should spend on groceries. There are so many factors 
that contribute to how much you spend on groceries, how much you should, in quotation, spend, or how much you want to spend on groceries, or how much you will spend on groceries. So I'm not trying to give you a specific number to aim for today. I want to, though I will help you figure it out, okay? I want to help you create a realistic grocery budget, not an idealistic grocery budget. I don't want your grocery budget to make you feel anxious. I want it to make you feel empowered, like you are buying the foods that you are going to enjoy, the meals that you make with them, that you are buying foods that are going to nourish your body in a way that feels good for you. I'm not here to tell you exactly what that number is. I'm here to help you figure out a number that feels good for you to eat food that's nourishing and satisfying. So how are we going to do this? So this is the third episode in a row that I have been talking about grocery budgeting. So for those of you who don't know me, I am a professional chef. Currently, I work as a recipe developer, but I used to work as a personal chef. I worked as a personal chef in a big city, and I worked with several different families with very different grocery budgets. And my job was to shop for them and create the meals for them. For some of them, I would come every couple of weeks and I would fill their freezer with food. And for some of them, I would come every single week and do their weekly grocery shopping, and I would create those meals and put them in their fridge, in containers, and I, they would just wash them, eat the food, and wash them and come back. So I would be doing their groceries for them. And when we met up, when we talked about the types of foods that they wanted me to create for them, and I oftentimes bought other groceries for them as well, they would give me a staples list and I would purchase those for them they would give me an amount, a maximum that I could spend on groceries every single week. And this is exactly what we do when we create our grocery budget. We, we figure out what our maximum is and we aim to stay within that. So it's a little bit different when you are spending someone else's money. There's a lot more pressure there because if I spend more than the limit they give me, I mean, I can ask them for that money and then they might be a little annoyed with me or I go, I hit the maximum and then that cuts into my own profit. So there was a lot on the line for me in grocery budgeting for other people. So I learned a lot about what is realistic when it comes to groceries. And now this was a decade ago. So the numbers back then were different. And I worked with many families. I worked for individuals. So it was different for every single one of them. But I learned what it meant to create a realistic grocery budget for your different food needs. And so that is what I want to pass on to all of you. I share about this in my Budget Kitchen Guide and my brand new Healthy Mama on a Budget course. I go into this in way more detail in the Healthy Mama on a Budget course. So if this interests you, I highly encourage you to go and check that out. I teach you how to become a budget-minded cook, how to not just spend less at the grocery store, but how to waste less food so you are smarter with your food and you're spending less 
overall. I teach you how to plan, how to write your grocery list, how to shop, obviously, and spend less, how to waste less food, how to store your food better, how to cook with budget in mind, how to cook budget-friendly recipes that are actually delicious and nourishing and satisfying. This is what I care about. It's not just about spending as little as possible. It's about spending, like I've said several times, an amount that feels good for you. So how are we going to do this? We need to know what our grocery budget is. If you don't have a grocery budget now or you have a grocery budget in mind and you're really struggling to stick to it, inflation feels really real and you're spending a lot more than you want to be spending, then this episode is absolutely for you. I want to help you create that budget that's realistic for you. In the last episode, I talked about how to inflation-proof your budget, and in the episode before that, and I'll link both of them in the show notes, I talked about 10 ways that you can save on groceries this year without couponing. Couponing is not part of my strategy. But today, we're going to talk about the budget part specifically, how to create a realistic grocery budget. So the first thing you need to do to create a realistic grocery budget for your family is to know what you're spending Now, I talked about this in the last episode, episode 310, when I talked about how important it is to be aware of how much you're spending in order to spend less. We can't spend less if we don't know how much we're spending in the first place. And so this can be hard, okay? It is certainly a reality check to go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to gather my receipts from the past several weeks. This is all the times you go to the grocery store, not just the one big shop, but all of the times you've been to the grocery store in the last few weeks, at least three weeks, four to six or more is preferable because you want to figure out what your average weekly spending is and your average monthly spending. You want to gather those or go to the account that you use and figure out how much you are actually spending on groceries. This step of awareness is the most important thing you can do because you need to realistically understand where you're at before you can make progress moving forward. So that is the first step I have everyone do in Healthy Mama on a Budget. Uh, Actually, after considering your goals, it's important to consider why you are trying to spend less on groceries, but more of that in the course. What we're talking about is your specific budget. Awareness is key. Knowing what you're spending now is really important. And then understanding, number two, what your what factors your budget depends on, okay? Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, finance experts will tell you 10% of your income, 15% of your income, $100 per person per month. So for us, we're a family of four. And this is, this is just a random stat that I heard a couple of years ago. So a particular finance expert might have changed their stance on this, but I have heard this number. So for our family of four, okay, and even though I think that you can spend less on groceries, even though food prices are higher, right, it is a consideration. For our family of four, that's $400 a month on groceries. That's $100 a week. Is that realistic? Is that possible? It is possible. 
Yes. It's less possible because we eat meat and because we eat high-quality meat. Now, could you spend $100 a week as a family of four with little to no meat or lesser-quality meat um, that you stretch? Yeah, you definitely could, but that's not the only factor to consider. Okay, your budget depends on number one, your family size. So obviously, this is going to that number would increase if we were a family of five, but we're adding an extra mouth to feed, right? Um, It would increase if we were a family of six. So your family size and also the ages of the humans in your family, because Yes, there are toddlers who can put away a lot of food, but there are also toddlers who eat like birds. And my youngest daughter's name is Ren. So, so this is like kind of it's it's real in our house. Um she's not a toddler anymore, so she eats more than she did when she was a toddler. But teenagers, teenage boys, sometimes they eat as much and I don't have teenage boys, but this is from friends I know who have teenage boys and who are like they eat enough for half a football team like individually. They're growing. They need a lot of food. (laughs) And so your family size, the ages and the appetites of the members of your family is going to matter. Where you live matters. There are different food prices in different parts of the country. Food in California is generally more expensive than it is in Kansas. There are parts of, and I'm just using the U.S. as an example, the same thing I'm sure is true for Canada, but where you live and your average food prices are going to make a difference here. How much you have to spend is also important, right? We all have a different amount to spend. And just because we make the same income as someone else doesn't mean we have the same amount to spend. For instance, let's use the example of someone who takes home $5,000 a month, okay? We'll say they take home $5,000 a month. They are a family of four, and let's say they live somewhere in the Midwest. We'll say mid-U.S., let's say a bigger city, so it's not like the lowest prices ever. It's not the highest prices ever. We'll say a bigger city in the Midwest, in the U.S., family of four. Say they're taking home $5,000 a month. All right. So say they want to spend, let's say, $200 a week on groceries. I'm just pulling random numbers out of my booty. Okay? Random numbers. (laughs) This is, again, not how much you should spend. Let's say they want to spend $800 a month on groceries. They feel like $200 a week feels good for them. Obviously, this is a little bit more than that 10 to 15% of income that some finance experts recommend. It's certainly more than that $100 per person per month, but we're just going to stick to that number, okay? Say that's how much they want to spend, and they they feel comfortable with that. That's great. That works for them. But let's say another family in that same area, okay, also brings home that much, but they have a ton of student loans. 
they have a ton of debt that they need to repay. And so they don't have that same amount to spend on groceries. Even though that might seem realistic to the other family, they might not have that much, okay? They might only have that $500, that 10% of their income to spend per month on groceries because even though they make the same amount, they might not have the same amount, right? So where we live matters, our family size matters, how much you actually have to spend based on the rest of your bills, based on the rest of your debts, whatever it might be, is going to be a factor as well. So how much you actually have to spend means that you probably need to look at the rest of your finances too and go, okay, what seems realistic for us based on our current financial situation? Are you in a place of trying to save for a home or something, a big purchase, and you want to put aside a significant amount of savings, so you want to spend as little as possible. Maybe you focus on more that 10% of your income if that feels realistic to you rather than that higher number. So family size and the ages of the people in your family, their appetites, where you live, how much you actually have to spend, not just looking at that random number. These are the factors that your budget depends on. Your family size, where you live, how much you have to spend. So it is how much you make per month and whatever percentage of that feels right for you. But for some, a higher percentage might make sense. And for some, that lower percentage might make sense. And then the last factor is how you eat and how you want to eat. So the types of foods that you want to buy. Some of us have food sensitivities or food allergies. You need to be gluten-free. You need to be dairy-free. You need to be nut-free. And whereas this isn't like a death sentence to your budget, um, you don't necessarily need to spend more than the next person because you have food allergies. But there are oftentimes specialty items that you might want to buy that cost more. Gluten-free bread generally costs more than just your regular Wonder Bread right? And I mean, that's even, that's a much more drastic comparison. It still tends to be a little bit more than like your sprouted whole grain bread that you get as well. Depends on the store you go to, but it is still usually a little bit more expensive. Same thing with like gluten-free pastas, things like that. So it might be a little bit more expensive to eat gluten-free. So take that into consideration. The same thing if you want to buy higher quality uh, meats, things like that. And when I say higher quality, for me and my family, this is something that matters to us. We want to eat meat that is pasture-raised, grass-fed. It's okay, and I pass zero judgment on anyone who decides that that's not a value for you. Protein's important. I want you to eat protein, whether it's plant-based protein or animal-based protein. I want you to eat protein because balance is important and protein's the most satiating nutrient. And I want you to do what fits for with your budget. For us, for me in particular, I feel better, especially with my hormonal condition, when I avoid hormones and antibiotics in my meat, or hormones specifically, in my meat and my dairy. So for us, that's a priority. If it's not for you and you're like, our budget just can't handle that right now, that's okay. But if it is a priority for you, then you might 
well, you will be spending more on meat than or the person that's plant-based. You're going to be spending more on protein than that other person. That's okay. No judgment in either circumstance. It is about what your budget allows and what is important to you. If you are on a strict budget, but these things are important to you, it's really just about figuring out where you can trade off in other areas where you can eat the uh, lower priced meats rather than the super expensive organic pasture raised chicken breast. Maybe you do bone in skin on chicken thighs that are still organic pasture raised, whatever whatever is important to you, right? So understanding what's important to you and understanding that depending on your food values and how you want to eat, it might be more or less expensive than the next person. This is why I can't and I won't give you an exact number, but I can give you some guidance. So first and foremost, I want you to create awareness around how much you're spending, and then I want you to consider those four factors. It can also be really helpful to understand what the national average is when it comes to grocery spending. For a, as of June 2022, I forgot to mention that, for a family of four, based on two adults between the ages of 20 and 50 and two children, one ages 6 to 8 and one ages 9 to 11, this is, so we fall pretty close into this category. Our youngest daughter is five and our oldest daughter is nine. The average grocery bill in June 2022 might be higher now because of inflation. Uh, I'm recording this in December 2022, just before the new year. The average grocery bill was $887 per month. And I will put the source for that in the show notes. That is more than we spend on groceries. It's not, I mean, it's actually pretty significantly more than we spend on groceries. Some months we spend more, some months we spend less, but that's that's pretty significantly more. And that's not me just tooting my own horn. I do know how to grocery budget and how to spend less on groceries. I mean, that's why I'm here <laughs> sharing these things with all of you. But that's average. That means there are people who spend a lot less and there are people who spend a lot more as well and people somewhere in between. If yours is around there, around that amount, that just means you're average. It doesn't mean that you should spend that or you shouldn't spend that, but it can be helpful to know that, okay, maybe I am under the average or maybe I'm over the average and maybe there is hope for me to (laughs) reduce my budget a little bit, right? So a helpful tool um, that I think is out there is the Mint by, or sorry, the I think it's Intuit by Mint. So the company Mint, um, it's the Intuit by Mint grocery spending calculator feature. It's 100% free. I will link it in the show notes. This is something I recommend in Healthy Mama on a Budget as well. This will help you to determine an approximate amount to spend on groceries based on the number of people in your home, their ages, how often you eat out versus how often you eat at home, whether you eat gluten-free and whether you eat meatless. Very basic. So similar to the factors I mentioned before, but a little bit more basic. So I found this very interesting when I put in our information, right? So like I said, family of four, 35 and 33, five and nine. 
okay? We eat out once a week. It says a moderate grocery budget for us is $238 a week or $1,031.33. That's moderate. The generous grocery budget is $289.11 or $1,252.79 a month. That's almost double. Actually, that's over double what we spend on a typical month on groceries. That's crazy, (laughs) y'all. That's crazy. But it's not crazy if that's you, okay? I said that's crazy because it feels crazy in my head because we spend less than that. But if that's what you're spending and that feels good for you, that's okay. Again, it needs to feel good for you. The cost conscious amount is $190.40 per week or $825.08. And the thrifty is $145.86 a week or $632.08, which falls under the category of families who receive food assistance like WIC or SNAP, which we don't. So that's about around what we currently spend. We're in between thrifty and cost conscious most months. Um, we, we try to be closer to the $600 month mark, $600 a month mark, about $150 a week. We eat lots of veggies, lots of organic foods, and we spend closer to that thrifty or cost-conscious place. And really what it is is just about being smart with your spending, reducing food waste, and these are the things that I like to share. There is hope for you if you're in any of these categories and you don't want to be in that category and you want to shift that a little bit. I think it can be a helpful tool. It is not an end-all be-all, but I think it can be a really helpful tool for awareness. Because remember, awareness is key. Awareness of how much we're spending and awareness of what the averages are to give us a kind of a place to start from. Step number three. So we talked about number one, create awareness. Number two, know that your budget depends on these four main factors, your family size, where you live, how much you have to spend, how you eat or how much you want to eat, and then consider how much you want to spend. Does this fit in with the other questions you just answered with the four factors I just talked about? Does it fit in with those numbers on the food budget calculator? How much do you want to spend on food? Do you want to spend $100 a month, 150 a week? Sorry, not a month. Do you, if you're one individual, I mean, you, eh, that would be hard. You're not going to be able to do that as an individual. <laughs> if you want to spend a week, $150 a week, $200 a week, $300 a week, whatever it might be, how much do you want to spend? And consider if that fits in with those categories. And then number four is you need to put it into action. It's great to consider your grocery budget and create that grocery budget. And I have a grocery budget breakdown in the budget kitchen guide, as well as my healthy mama on a budget course where you can break down your monthly budget, your weekly budget, and then also consider staples. Um, So your weekly staples, the things that your family eats every single week. You can consider your um, monthly, if you do a monthly stock up or a monthly meat delivery or something like that. So it kind of breaks it down for you entirely. But you need to put it into action. You need to figure out what that number, your starting point is. So figure out, understand how much you're spending now, how much you want to spend, 
And then ask yourself, how do you want to spend your money? Do you want to do a monthly stock up of some sort? Do you want to go to Costco? Do you want to get something from Thrive Market? What do you do you want to do that? And if so, how much do you want to spend there? And what is left over after that? So let's say your budget is $600 a month. You spend $200 at Costco once a month. Then you have $100 left each week to spend on your groceries. And then if you price out your weekly staples, you can go, okay, I spend, say, $20 a week on my weekly staples. And so then I have $80 a week to spend on the rest of the stuff I need for dinners and lunches and all of that jazz. Again, I'm not going into this in detail today because today I just want to talk about creating that realistic grocery budget, the logistics of putting it into action. I talk more about in the Budget Kitchen Guide and in Healthy Mama on a Budget course, which is my brand new course I just released this month, by the way. I'm, you know, I've talked about it a little bit in this episode, but I go into that in more detail there because I want to keep this episode, you know, pretty brief because we're talking about finances. Like, how long can you listen to me jabber on about finances? Well, longer if we, <laughs> if, if you're in the course. But I promise the uh, modules are short and sweet and easy to digest for a reason because I don't want to listen to somebody jabber on about this for an hour and a half. What I want to know are the action steps. What do I need to do to reduce my grocery spending. And that's that's what I do in the course. And that is what I'm starting to do here today. You need to understand where you're at now. You need to understand the factors that go into your grocery budget. Consider how much you want to spend, then put it into action by asking how you want to spend your money. If you want to do a monthly stock up of some sort, if you want to shop weekly or shop every other week, these things matter. So take that desired grocery budget figure out how you want to spend your money, then put it into action and test it out for a few weeks and see just where you are at with that budget. Just that awareness, even making no other changes, just the awareness can be can make a huge difference in going, okay, this is how much I have to spend. This is my limit. And it can help us start to shift our thinking a little bit in the grocery store about, okay, do I need these extras? Am I actually going to use these items? Is this a part of my meal plan or is this just something that sounds good? And I'm not saying there's no room for that. You can absolutely leave room in your budget for fun extras. And again, I talk about that more in the course, you can leave room for fun extras. But if you're consistently putting lots of fun extras that may or may not get eaten in, and when I say fun extras, like it can be a fun new can of tuna. It doesn't have to be like a, you know, cookies or something like that. If it's an extra that you did not budget for, I call it a fun extra. There's room for those things. There's room to be like, oh, I like this brand of tuna and there's a lemon pepper one. That sounds like it would make a delicious lunch. If it's not on your budget or on your budget, if it's not on your meal plan, it's not on your grocery list, it's an extra. If you want to have room for those things, you can totally leave room for those things. And I actually highly recommend leaving room for those things because if there's no wiggle room, we'll feel constrained. And this is not meant to make you feel constrained. It's meant to make you feel empowered in your budget. So putting it into action is really important and just creating that awareness is huge. And you can 
at the same time, use the steps that I shared in the last two episodes. How to reduce your grocery budget without couponing. How to inflation-proof your grocery budget. So check out episodes 309 and 310. If you have not, the last two episodes, if you want to go back to whatever app you're listening to and listen to those episodes, cue them up, listen to those. There's some really solid advice to help you go into this new year feeling empowered around your grocery spending. Remember, so much of creating a grocery budget that works is individual, and it's also about experimentation. You'll know that you hit your sweet spot when shopping doesn't feel like a struggle, and the amount that you spend doesn't feel like a strain. It can take some time to get into that rhythm, and it can take some time as you're learning the habits of becoming more budget-minded in your planning and your shopping and your cooking. So understand that this is likely not going to happen overnight, but now you have a place to start. So feel empowered by that. Take this information and run with it. And if you want to work on reducing your grocery spending this year. If you want to know how to plan, how to shop, how to cook with budget in mind, how to store your food to avoid food waste, how to not just spend less at the grocery store, but change your habits overall to be a more budget-minded cook while eating in a way that is nourishing and satisfying and feels good for you. Because I am not about rice and beans to save money. Rice and beans are great, but you don't just have to eat rice and beans. I want you to eat the food that feels good and tastes good and also feel really comfortable and confident with the amount you spend on food. And that is what I teach you in Healthy Mama on a Budget. The guide is called The Budget Kitchen, but the course is called Healthy Mama on a Budget because I wanted you to know that this is about more than just spending as little as possible. It's about spending as little as you want to in order to eat in the way that you want to eat. So head to the link in the show notes to learn more about Healthy Mama on a Budget. I want to see you there. I want you to feel empowered about your grocery spending and spend an amount that feels really good for you and eat delicious food every single day. There's recipes too. There's always recipes and so much. It's video. And actually, I shouldn't have said video first. It's mostly audio. There's also videos, but all of the videos have audio options unless it's a demonstration style video that doesn't make sense to just have an audio option. There's a free app from Teachable, which is my course provider. So you can listen to any of the lessons on the go. Super easy. I know you're busy. Most of them are short and sweet and digestible. So they're easy to understand. You have lifetime access. You can pass it on to your spouse, your partner, whoever you budget with, and you can start to create the routines and the habits to become a more budget-minded cook, to eat well, and to spend less. And as always, if you have any questions about this episode, if you have any questions about the Budget Kitchen Guide or the Healthy Mama on a Budget course, which, by the way, if you purchase the Healthy Mom on a Budget course, you also get the Budget Kitchen Guide. They go together. But if you just want the guide, you can also get the Healthy, um, sorry, the Budget Kitchen Guide. The link is in the show notes for that as well. If you have any questions, head to Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris 
you can always email me, chris at healthymamachris.com, or catch me in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon as well. I'd love to see you over there. Done for you meal plans every single week. Meal inspiration if you don't want to follow the meal plans as well. Member exclusive recipes. There's a lot of benefits over there as well as being able to chat with me directly in a place that is not social media. So all of the things. I know I just gave you a lot of information, so I hope you took notes. If not, go back, listen to this again, create that grocery budget that feels good for you, and have a beautiful week. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.